This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Ford. Here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, ready to talk about a classic pay-per-view. Uh, seems like AW's firing on all cylinders right now. We've got, uh, I believe you have some stuff for Stardom Tag League. I'm in a great mood, ready to, uh, you know, run these victory laps and tell people that the smart show, One Nation Radio, had all this months ahead. So, uh, James, what's going on, man? And, and I, I have come actually prepared, you know, on the street. I have the cigar and I'm going to just go ahead and put them on now. You guys can see the bag right here. When I pull the bag out, you know what it is. This fucking guy. Glasses time. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be one of those nights, huh? It's going to be one of these nights. Let's get it. Let's get, get, get it. Okay. As it, so let's just start. Let's just start. Um, opening thoughts on full gear. Um, Rich, you you just said a little bit. Do you want to go a little a little bit more before we go? Uh, you know, um, match by match. Um, what can you say? Um, you know, lots of four star matches everywhere. Some in the very high region. I think there are going to be some some matches when Dave's ratings drop that are going to drive people up the wall. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, I think this was a uh, it was a crowning moment for for Hangman. That was awesome. Uh, to see for him uh, I, every time I think about the match uh, and replay it in my mind I want to give it a higher rating just because I love like how they did it like with the um, just the escalating violence in it and then like the part when the Bucks came out and they finally fucking trusted him or they finally supported this guy or whatever and then that's what really like is sticking to me about that match um, of course everything else on the show uh, was, was pretty good as well Um I think the, um, <clears throat> the the opener was phenomenal. Um, I just had a great time watching it. Yeah. Um, as I said to the Twitch stream before we started playing um, or recording, I thought this was one of the three best wrestling shows I've seen this year. The only other two, um, I don't want to know if it's on this level because they're different. Um, they're all great matches up and down and, but I think all out has, I think all out because of the great matches plus the surprise, the, you know, the Ruby riot, the, 
the Adam Cole, the Daniel Bryan, CM Punk's first match in like seven years, and then um, the Stardom Budokan Hall show. I think those are the three best shows I've seen this year. Um, and like they're in a, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, like they're kind of like on a tier of their own, right? <laughs> like, I just, like, I mean, um, there have been some takeovers this year. There have been, you know, night two of, um, of Russell Kingdom. Russell Kingdom. Yeah. That have, I think those are like on the, t- on the second tier, um, in knocking, but every, but those three don't are immediately kind of mine. I'm sure you could probably throw that, um, that cyber agent Matt show that went like 20 hours. Uh, you could throw that in, yeah. you could throw that there because the top end would be up there, but it's just, it's a nine hour show or whatever it was. Um, right, so right. yeah, uh, I, I just think, um, I thought this was a really great show. I think that, um, Bella Bella was probably, it may have been better than all out, but all out was just, um, you it was like a re- once in a lifetime. You can't, you can't recreate thing. that kind of thing of getting like two of the best wrestlers in the world. Just, this is show up and one of the best women's wrestlers in America to show up. Like that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's yeah. really hard. Um, so, so yeah, like I just, uh, we, we were talking like Dave Meltzer, you've mentioned he's going to go nuts with the, with the stars. And I said, I think there's a case for, I will go for four. I think there's a case for six matches to get four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think there are two that are, um, or three actually that could be like four and a half or higher. Uh, the right. Kingston match, the main event, obviously in the opener. Um, yeah, I, I I actually have six over four star matches, and I've got the ones that you talked about, and I'm I'm like debating like going five on the main event just because of like like I keep thinking about the ending, like, mm-hmm. and I haven't rewatched it or anything. But I haven't it's rewatched like, it either. I've been yeah. too. I, I I had to watch five fucking wrestling shows today. <laughs> <laughs> Shout five. out to everybody in the comments. Oh man, uh, Sam is saying Floyd will be on week three on the AW Match Guy podcast. Shout out to Omega Goon. He gave me a shout out for the said the shades or styling. So if you guys are not on the Twitch stream, make sure you join us on Monday nights. Uh, my man Bruce, he said he loved Cody and Dustin as one of his favorite AW matches, as well as Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And Floyd says Darby and MJF was his favorite match. So uh, I guess we should just I'm- go. Bottom to the top, then? Like, top. Okay. Again, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what make you guys hang around for, you know, uh, the main event review? So let's start with the beginning. <laughs> We're going to go front to back. You know, front to back. So. No, I was I was thinking of something a lot more crude. But um, <laughs> front, back, side to side. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, so <laughs> MJF and Darby Allen. Yes. Um, a Matt Classic. Um, just from, it was one of those matches to where the, where they were wrestling was like, and it, it was some world of sport stuff thrown in there. There was some, um, high technical stuff thrown in there. Um, and then, you know, the end is the end with the cheap finish, but that's the point of it. But they, they wrestled their asses off in there and, you know, we talk about this with MJF. We talked about this with MJF for um, over a year now. It's like I feel like the pack needs to be needs to be uh, talked about these. You know, it needs to come. It feels like it's coming in, James. Like, what did it, what don't they get about MJF at this point? You know, I, I mean, I think people because they're so used to wrestlers that do that kind of talking, and then like wrestle as little as MJF and usually stink. That they that they think that so they just assumed like based off of like that kind of 
phylum of, of character of person that t- does all of this, but really r- rarely does any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bumping gum instead of uh, throwing fists, fisticuffs. That I think that they they they've taught themselves that the thing that dude can't wrestle. And I got to tell you, like all they, of look. all of every almost every step of the way, except for like some short detours, like stuff like involving singles matches with Jericho. He has proven that he is a very good wrestler in the ring in big matches as a technical wrestler as a um. 80s wrestler guy that doesn't get overindulgent on it like when he's wrestling jungle boy when he's wrestling any of the other pillars he he's very damn good when he's wrestling even um at arthur ash when he was wrestling pillman jr that match wasn't great or that match wasn't uh not great because of him he was he was game it just you know, experience levels and, and yeah. the stakes. And it wasn't meant to be some mat class. It was meant for him to get his heat back after he had lost to Jericho. Uh, Jericho. So, so, yeah. I, 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 I want to send a message to the to the MJF detractors. Like, I, I once heard a story uh, on Bomani Jones' podcast about um, Hakeem Olajuwon. I believe it was when, uh, I think, Dennis Rodman. God it was damn like, it. He basically said that. Like someone had told Hakeem that Dennis Rodman said, like all men think about other men or something. And, and their deepest, darkest secrets, their secret back in their mind, they think that. And go ahead, you know, and they think about you know their their endowment or whatever. So Hakeem Olajuwon looked at the reporter, and I he basically said some words that I want y'all to say to y'all selves before y'all go to sleep at night. Hakeem looked at him with the stern voice and was like. He is wrong. <laughs> so I want yeah. y'all to say we were wrong. Oh God. I, I, okay, yeah, I remember the Hakeem stories. That some people, <laughs> you know, sometimes people, um, because they because they believe things or they think things, they believe that of other people. And he pauses and then, then he goes, yeah. "He is wrong." <laughs> so so yes, yeah, yes, like if you, yes. I'm sorry. Like there's it's been over. too much there's been too much evidence to the contrary that MJF is kind of what you're looking for out of a hill. Not saying he's the greatest hill or anything like that, or he's a future, or he's gonna replace Ric Flair or nothing like that. He'll say that stuff and that's to get heat to piss y'all off. Um but I think he is a great talker. I think that he is a um a budding character. Uh he is protected well, he pre- he is presents himself well. Um, he has heaters left and right. He has clearly, um, he's being tried to be a future AEW champion. He might be the predecessor or the successor to Adam Page, but, um, I don't want to get too far on that. He had a Matt Classic. Um, that was one of the best in the best match of his life. That's one of the best, that's the best match I've ever seen him have. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm four and three quarters. I said, fuck it. Like, I thought these guys were incredible from the from the opening sequences. I love the finish because, of course, MJF isn't shit. Right. Like, of course, he, you know, it actually beats the dude with the side headlock. I thought Darby is just uh, I talked about it on the preview show. Like Darby has a collection of pay-per-view matches and he does not miss like just what's his worst pay-per-view match. Would, would it be the would it be the cinematic match with Sting and and that Team was Taz? like one of the shining parts of that show? Yeah, that I, 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 no, I'm just saying like 
his worst yeah. ma- his worst pay per view match is like some three and a half ish type of thing. Yeah, like this guy doesn't miss. Uh, Floyd and said he's, he's never a made a five. He thought it was perfect. Um, he, what did Floyd say? He said he thought it was five. It, he thought it was perfect. Um, MJ, they was wrestling. Or, they was look. Look, they were at the level. That like, was. <laughs> um, I wouldn't give it five. Um, I was at I was at that four and a half, thinking about four four and three quarters. Um, but yeah, like that match. If, if you are a person that wants to see some some good old fashioned eighty or not even say eighties, if you want to see some good no, ass, te- you want to some good old fashioned technical wrestling or whatever else, the peak of his uh, peak of the art of crafting into weaving into a story into entertaining, as opposed to when people you know dread the people that are technical wrestlers. Like that's the fun technical wrestling that when people say you're, that someone's a great technical wrestler, that's they that's what they're talking about. They're talking about like the Daniel Bryan stuff. They're not talking about like I don't know when people think of Dean Malenko. So yeah, there, um, there, there were like sick reversals. There was like a yeah, thing like it was it was like a a power bomb backbreaker off a code red reversal. Yeah, so like, it was fucking nuts. So man. like <laughs> so who I was thinking of? Yeah, like he ba- yeah like he basically stopped the momentum of the code red and basically Alabama slammed into a um, a backbreaking um, power bomb. I can't remember. Okay, that's a. I don't know who originated that move. The only time I've ever seen that move done is like in all Japan women's. I think it was Devil Masami. Mm-hmm. So, like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure someone's gonna be like, "No, it's this other one." But like, they pulled that one out, and I'm yeah. like, "Where the what? Why would you even think of doing this, MJF?" And it, it was awesome. Um, and yeah. obviously, it was in, it was also in part of the, him working over his midsection and back throughout the match. And when you know he uh, Darby was also messed up after he tried he crashed and burned on the apron trying to give a coffin drop like match is solid just flat out solid up and down and everyone knows that it, it, uh darby is on the sneak a great technical wrestler and storyteller um but people people need to catch up to mjf is also kind of on that too when he wants to be look i don't want to hear nothing about no miz i don't want to hear nothing about miz like- ain't never wrestled like this a day in his life like Miz is completely afraid of physicality in comparison to MJF. Um, this isn't a case of someone being held back by the World Wrestling Federation. I'm telling everyone now, uh, and I don't mean to disparage Miz because what he's done for his career, 15 years. Miz overachiever. Yeah, he he outkicked his coverage. Right, his yeah. abil- went way past his ability. How lady went into how ladies in the game, the kind of physique he has compared to what Vince wants. Um, like the kind of shit he had to put up with to, to even stay around to be here from getting fucked with by JBL and, t- and shit like that. Like he is a complete overachiever in life and in, in, in wrestling. So, you know, when we say this stuff about him, about Miz, like it ain't from no place of, of hating. Like we think we all, we both like Miz, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I've never really heard or entertained the, the Miz comparison stuff, whatever else. Cause it's like he, Miz isn't that kind of wrestler in that level of wrestler. Technically he's just not, he's never been. Bruce says Miz can put Darby, a story together for sure, though. Is Darby getting enough credit for that match? Um, I don't know if he necessarily is. I think I think MJF was the standout performer in this I, match, personally. So I can see why Darby wouldn't get that credit. Um, but obviously it takes two to tangle, and we've we, look we like we mentioned with his, his track list of uh, of hits, if you will. Yeah. Like he's gone platinum plenty of times. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> with Darby, I think it's kind of because he's out there you know, almost every other week doing some deftifying, telling a great story, fighting from underneath, getting the crowd behind him. 
um, doing great technical wrestling on a consistent basis out in the ring, people know that with Darby. People know that like all that stuff that he's wearing in his in 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 his gimmick and all that kind of stuff, or his lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. That enhances what he does, so where you don't even think about him as a skilled, great technical wrestler. You just that also does all these stunts or whatever else. Like people just people don't even think he just think they just think like he's just great. Um, so yeah, he's great as well. So maybe he doesn't get enough credit for that because he does a lot of things well. But um, this one with MJF was kind of like people were people did people will, will see like the four and a quarter stuff with with Jungle Boy or with uh, Guevara. And like act as if that's a fluke, as if like that's not like one of his like last five, one of his last eight matches in the fucking company, right? But um, also he like just doesn't the, wrestle the, that much. The, People kind of take take it for a joke, and like he he showed you again, and he showed you the the biggest way he's ever done yet to this yep. to date. And, and I'll say it right now, I think he's being protected. Like they basically are limiting him so you don't burn out on him until it's time for him to you know really elevate like once you see his true elevation like you'll see a lot more M- mjf matches um maybe like yeah. i think i think it's all intentional i don't think he wants to wrestle that much mm. and i don't um, mean in the bad way i think it's part of his presentation got you um but yeah we can move on to uh yeah lucha bros and ftr um i thought this was a pretty good match until the finish um i thought it was a great match actually like it was it was it was going it was going fucking nuts like for most of it there was one spot where i thought they should have just did the finish it was when um he did the the jump onto uh one of the ftr's ass and then um he got caught with the power driver uh phoenix jumps off the dude and uh gives i think it's dax um you know, the cross body and then cash gets dropped with the pile driver. I think they should have just did it there, but I think this is pure triple a, um, shenanigans here. Cause they're doing another match. Yeah. Um, I thought this was headed towards four and a quarter and then they did whatever they did. So I'll probably still give it four. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match and like this kicked the hell out of that first match they had. Right. Like I'm, you know, so um, interested to see what they do um, on in AAA on December twelfth. I think. I think it's fourth. I oh, think December fourth. Oh, Hole's birthday. So um, yeah, like I want to see more. Like minus that finish, minus that finish. Like that's that's the kind <coughs> of like um, effort I, in in stuff I want to see out of F uh, uh, FTR. I almost said F four W. So yeah, like yeah, very good match. One of their better matches in the company. Yeah, um, I love the Lucha Brothers entrance. They they seem to be adding a, these these entrances every show that uh, hype you up. Uh, I think Ruckus needs to go back to the original song because they put a new drum track on it, and it was like live drums rather than trap drums. Like no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna just say it now. No. Yeah, like I don't know how people haven't learned this lesson. Like it's been a bad like mesh of that kind of stuff for like 13 14 years yeah so go go back to the regular so i can crank you know the correct way yeah. so <laughs> but um yeah i i gave that one four and a quarter so uh up next we got brian danielson versus miro in the tournament final the AEW G one um <laughs> so uh this uh it's also very awesome um 
Brian Danielson and Miro wrestled a match uh, that felt reminiscent of a lot of Brian's big man, little man matches, but yeah. w- with like I, like, I don't think it got to the super high level. I went four and a quarter on this one as well, um, but they kicked the shit out of each other. I'll say that. Yeah, they did. Um, There's a match that I think could be in contention for four. I, I, I would not have given it four, but I think it would be in contention. Um, I have to rewatch it. Um, but like coming off of the first two matches, I was kind of just like, eh, it's, I could clearly see it's very good, but, um, it, it didn't, it didn't grab me the way the first two matches did. Um, but it was still a very good match. I was still no less than, um, four, three and three. Um, I didn't like. I've watched so much wrestling. I'm toast, bro. Like, I'm just toast. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson gets the victory. Um, I think he gave him the label lock at the end, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, he did. Um, it, um I was surprised because I thought he was going to transition. No, did he transition to Tequila Sunrise or no? I think he tried, but he didn't get it. Okay, 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 yeah. So uh, we we both called a Danielson win, and mm-hmm. the reason for that was because you know for either man it was the bigger match. Uh, from the main event, uh, especially, uh, you know, Hangman at this point. I thought Hangman versus Miro would be a step down compared to everything else that would surround uh, him. I I think this is bigger than the babyface heel dynamic. And with we'll we'll get to Hangman later. But um, I think Brian Danielson is the the best challenger for a new champion that you want to ensure is going to have a great performance and like feel be in a big match. Yeah, 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 and like he doesn't need to be given that he's wrestled every single week. He doesn't need to be undefeated forever. Like yeah. you know, he could have lost this match, but I just picked Danielson thinking it was the bigger, you it, know, thing. It is, it is, because um, like no, no <laughs> knock to um, Miro. Miro is like the best mid carder imaginable right now, but he still clearly feels like a mid card guy, a great one, a fantastic one, a phenomenal one. Um, and more ex- and more um, exemplary words for that. But right now, he's just not uh, a top of the card guy right now in AEW, given who who's on the roster right now, even with Moxie out. So um, you 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 set him, you set up your champion for for uh, success and um, for more success than than um, than otherwise. And I think this is a good idea for for Hangman and and Danielson. I think if this was WWE, he definitely would have been wrestling Miro next. And that's not to say that wrestling Miro would have necessarily been wrong, but like it would have just been like, depending on who it is, it felt like it was down. Right. Like it depends on who it is. Like they wouldn't give Roman Reigns some whack opponent first off, but a champion they don't really believe in, they would give him Miro. And then they would give him like, I don't know, like, I don't know someone else, but they wouldn't give them like the, like, like, think about who they started giving Kofi Kingston after right. <laughs> he won the belt. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> besides that, um, up next we had the Super Click and uh, Jurassic Express and Christian. It's a wild, wild brawl uh, all around the ringside. Tons of false finishes. Uh, these guys were dressed in pink. Uh, talking about the Super Click, uh, the the shit looked dope. Like the the shoes they had and all that. Um, but yeah, I thought this was another good match here. Um, went on a little bit longer than I think it needed to. However, it was like the crowd stayed into it. 
uh, lots of chance, lots of crazy shit like Lucha, uh, excuse me, Jurassic, uh, uh, or excuse me, Luchasaurus uh, doing that shooting star press into that pile. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the the BTE trigger with the tax on it. Uh, Jungle Boy, uh, I thought Christian and Jungle Boy. I thought Christian was going to turn on Jungle Boy for a second, but he didn't. Um, Jungle Boy doing a bunch of shit coming to the ring in jeans. You know, <laughs> trying to trying to look like a tough guy here. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, this was like a, a big win uh, for for Jungle Boy getting the pin on on Matt Jackson. The end was crazy with the concerto and basically sending that man to meet the Lord. You know, he'll he'll be fine. Like he'll just wrestle like on Wednesday, just like how Adam Cole did. <laughs> yeah, um, this match was very good, but like I don't know what's going on with Adam Cole matches of late or like of this year. <clears throat> Where it's like any match that goes past like 15 minutes feels like it goes 40 minutes. And like, (laughs) I don't know how or why I felt like this match was 40 minutes long. And then you told me it was 22 minutes. And then like, I just literally looked on cage match seat for my fucking self because I I didn't know if I should believe you when you told me that the other day. And like I can't believe this match was twenty minutes. It did not feel like twenty minutes. It felt way longer, and not necessarily a good way. It, it was like they, you know, they. Um, it felt like it. Just, they were just they went past the peak, and that's the best way I can explain. They went past their peak, and they kept going well past the peak. Probably, I, I mean, given that it was, it was twenty minutes instead of forty minutes, I'll say it went five. It went five minutes past the peak uh, at least. So, um, yeah. Uh, it it was weird like it it was just weird like I, match was well thought out and meant and and crafted well and all that kind of stuff it just felt like it got to a level and it never and it stayed there and it never got actually it came down uh so i don't a little bit not like you know like some stinker or anything like that but it just it it was weird uh for a young bucks match to do that and like for a young or a super click match be, be like that cuz normally I feel like I have to look, but like this, in my opinion, the way it felt like I felt like worse watching this than any other super click match I've seen in AEW. I normally like, oh, that's a great match. They just killed it or whatever else. Like they just, you know, they just completely destroyed Dark Order or, um, or uh, Dante Martin or wherever else. But I don't know what happened here, but uh, still a very good match. It's disappointing given the sticks. I thought that like they were going to go out there and, and rip it up and they still ripped it up but like it just it didn't get out of a gear to me and like i don't know if i'm the only one that felt that way but that's kind of how it was for me yeah i went four and a quarter on that i thought we were trending higher and i, and I knocked them down a little bit um bruce said who makes a call on the length of the match would that be something con in the six wrestlers work out or would con just say fill 22 minutes uh, don't know. <laughs> um, it it kind of depends on the situation. I think the standard issue with like New Japan and AEW is they more or less tell the wrestlers, "I want you to go over with X move and do it in X amount of time." Right, and that's kind of the gist of it. Um, and then obviously you go over or under based off of you know how you're feeling out there, the clock, your internal clock and all that kind of stuff. And then everybody else has to adjust to you because you have a four hour time frame or co- time constraints. Uh, but I think um, Moxley, when he, when he talked about his, uh, 
the G1 match in uh, the Corker Hall main event against uh, Ishii, like they told him, like you, you're like 15 to 22 minutes. Speaking of that, um, Tomohiro Ishii uh, was announced uh, coming to Dynamite this week to team with fellow Chaos member <laughs> Orange Cassidy. So uh, this is not the first goofball that Tomohiro Ishii not at has all. ever teamed with. Not at all. Uh, as a regular tag partner of Toriano, I'm sure he knows what to expect. So, They're taking on the Butcher and the Blade. I get to see Ishii and Big Butcher in the ring at the same time. Is Tony doing something special for me? I guess so, maybe. Some would say, that, some Naito fans would say, in particular, would say that, like, between um, and Chaos for Ishii, goofball tag team partners between Yano or uh, Will Ospreay or Okada, he's used to wrestling with goofballs. Some some Naito fans would say. I, I just think <laughs> they need to let it go over what happened in Russell Kingdom 12. Wow. Um, we're, on to, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. But uh, very excited to see Tomohiro Ishii come. I think he's going to get an awesome Huge. reaction. Yes, he is. He's he is. over in this country, been over in this country uh, a lot of times. And uh, those of you guys who haven't seen Ishii yet, get ready for a treat. Um, I, I think him and Big Bush is going to be awesome. And I think he's going to end up wrestling Danielson at some point. I, I, I mean, I think this, the, isn't, I mean, this isn't it. That, I mean, that's the dream. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, um, moving on to Cody and Pac versus what I have them written down as Black Drade. Black Drade. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, um, I think the crowd kind of stared at this match for for a little bit. Well, Um, I, 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 I think Cody has done it again, man. He's something happens on the show it don't quite like like the the show's going fucking great and then like Cody comes out and something happens like his match like <laughs> something I don't know I, I, out of him being dead on the outside of the ring um I think they were trying to do a mirror story like they were trying to show the can the, they coexist uh, yeah that's what on, they were telling on both sides and- uh, a ma- Imagine 2021, the feeling need to do a can they coexist uh like match on pay per view. Like some of us watch more than just one like wrestling promotion. Like if you're a WWE fan and you watch this shit, you got to be sick to fucking death. I stopped watching them. I watched AEW tonight to get away from that, and now it's being brought to me. That's not necessarily uh Cody and whoever else put this match together fault, but. At the time and place, this was not the time and place for that match. It just wasn't. And, like, I'm afraid that, like, this just means that they're going to have to do it again, brother. And I got to say, like, I think that we are, we we get the point and it's time to move Malachi, like, on the other side of uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium where Brandy was going to take care of away from Cody Rhodes. Because, like, it's diminishing returns at this point from from Malachi. And like, gotta say, like him and Andrade as heels after they fucking teleported together um, the past couple weeks. All of a sudden, now they're getting they're stealing tags from each other and they're arguing. It's like, oh, what the fuck? So, <laughs> like, I, I I would like all four of them to disperse. Like, uh, I, I, this this like, be like done. Call to play. Go out there. You like know, break like. Up. Like the beginning of uh, Captain Planet, like all the rings, like disperse around the different continents on the world, like disperse all four of y'all get away from each other. 
Yeah, I, I, my, my theory on this was, um, I was gonna go- say Dragon Balls, and I was like, now I've explained what Dragon Balls are to Rich, and we ain't got time for that. <laughs> so just, just skip past that. Just skip past uh, that. I, I think with Cody, like, I think they're trying to kind of camouflage his reaction, putting him, you know, in this situation with more people involved in it. Um, they did the weird thing where basically a couple of weeks ago he was no selling the black mass. And then this time it takes him down for like yeah. 10 minutes. And it, it yeah. didn't like Pac got the definitive win over Andrade in this match. And I think they drove that. They, they let you know that happened, but um, some just, you know, I think people were confused. They don't know how to react to him uh, as far. And I mean, Cody. So um, I only went yeah. three and a quarter on this. So, I didn't even give it a rating. Um, not not to say it was like uh, some god awful match, but I think it was. I think it was a, an easy second worst match of the night. Um, so up next we had Britt Baker and Ty Conti. They were coming in the aftermath of of the Cody one, and the crowd did not wake up for them. It felt like, unless I wasn't hearing things correctly, because I've heard a couple people with different reviews love this match. Thought it was you know very r- well wrestled. I thought it was okay. They tried very hard. I, I I think that it was laid out to have a great match, and then the execution was not there to have said great match. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff was going like pretty slow uh, in the match. I think I love Ty Conti's kicks. I love her athleticism. Uh, apparently, she had been working with Sammy Guevara on that moonsault, so that's why that looked as good as it did. So, uh, but yeah, Britt rolls on. Um, I'm gonna get to it later when I'm talking about Kenny's title reign. But Britt's in that you know she's in that uh, part where. You know, it's hard to think someone's going to beat her for the belt until because, you know, there's somebody down the road waiting for them mm-hmm. and every other title defense, unless they like strike some gold um, in the meantime, I, I don't see where it's going to come from because almost every other woman's like wrapped up in the TBS tournament. And I figure Rosa like will lose her way out of that tournament or something uh, with, you know, maybe even Britt will cost her so she won't win and then that'll pop their shit off. But um yeah, I, I I thought I thought they tried to get there. I don't think it quite got there. I gave them the gentlewoman's three. Yeah, I I, I this wasn't a three star match. This is like two and three, two and a half. Um, yeah, I you have to remind me, refresh me. Like in your opinion, what is Britt's best defense so far? Statlander. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Um, I I think that they haven't built a solid division around her, so it almost feels like even if the match had you know went off better in execution, right? Like I kind of feel like it's one of those things where until this until the Thunder Rosa or is Jay Cargill or some you know somebody that we think that they're going to fast, they're they're clearly going to make you know. Uh, a big star, um, it almost feels like inevitability when she just comes out. Like she's going to come out, and she's going to be more over than the baby face she's wrestling, and then she's going to fucking cheat and win, and then like you're going to be like, you ain't got to do that. We like you. There's no unless unless barring a smearing shit on the, in in the ring. I don't think we're going to ever like boo you. Like I don't know what's going. On. I don't know. 
I don't know what she'd have to do. So, to get, well, it, it, obviously there's things she could obviously do to to get booed, yeah. right? But that would like also that also involves like like a like a morals clause that could be be means for like you know termination, like so, yeah. you know what I'm saying so. Um, yeah, like she's I, in a really I think tough she's spot. Just gotta, I think she has to outperform the uh, the the apathy of the non-title change. I think. I think that's kind of like what's missing right now. Like a couple of the, ma- the last few matches, like just haven't been like aside from the Statlander match, I'll say like Ruby, the Ruby Soho match was just kind of middling to me. This was much of the same, um, but these are the growing pains. So <laughs> it's like until Thunder Rose is back in there, they got to get, get uh, your challenger of the month, your, your Joe Lewis bum of the month in there uh, with her. So, but besides that, what do we have next? CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Woo! So, like, as you mentioned, um, from about that Cody match on, um, like, well, you can say, like, once the crowd, like, started getting quieter and quieter towards the end of um, the Young Bucks or Super Click match to the Cody match to the women's match, Women's title match. Um, it felt like the crowd was kind of just like didn't know what to think, and then Eddie Kingston came out, and that quickly changed. Um, that brought the crowd right back up. CM Punk brought the crowd right back up even further, and like they were ready for this one. Um, yeah, yeah. This match, this match is great. This match, this is great. was a physical war. Um, Eddie Kingston drops this man with the hurricane before the bell rings and it's like the perfect thing to let people know that hey, um, it's time to wake up or go to sleep. Like, <laughs> like I thought that was going to be it. Like, I thought it was like, hold on, he knocked him out? That's what they did? They would they would have done that in WWE and like a lot of people would either been like that was awesome or that was stupid, I wanted the match. And, it, uh, and I would probably have been on the side of like well, if this was a three-hour show instead of a four-hour show, I'd have been like, makes sense. Clear out, clear up the car, get you some space for for the match. But like, nah. Like, if yeah. anything, some of these matches got too much time. So, uh, so yeah. Like, I. Uh, so these guys only went eleven minutes. So, and this was per. This felt like perfectly like, like timed. And, I mean, do you want Eddie? Um, look, no, no, no shade. Do you want Eddie Kingston and CM Punk at this point in the game to be going like twenty minutes? Because I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I thought, I thought, you know, think about it in retrospect, like, of course, and also how, how quickly heated it was. Like it wasn't going to go some super long, like it's supposed to, it should go short or shorter. And they, you know, and they had their version of a sprint. It was, it was, it was very, very damn good. Great. One of the better brawls you'll see of the year. Um, I, I gave them the four and a half. Same. I, I loved it. I thought it was just like, um, I thought it was another, Another thing to make people love Eddie Kingston because, like, he's got something special going right now. And he, one day, one day, there's gonna, like, he's gonna win something and pe- people are gonna go ape shit. Yeah. Um, Punk uh, gives him the, the respect, but Eddie walks out and basically says, fuck you anyway. I loved it. Um, it's not over. Yeah, like, and if and if it's not over, it's gonna linger. Like, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't even mean like it's not over. As if like they still have smoke. I mean, it's not over. It's like they're going, they're going to like they're going to be back in the ring, either you know, 
against each other at some point again and they're gonna bring that back up like you didn't you, you talked all that shit and you even have the guts to, to you to to you know shake my hand or acknowledge you know whatever else like you can't be the bigger man and this and then, and then they're gonna start doing this again to each other and we're gonna be all you're gonna be like are they gonna fight again we want to see them fight again <laughs> like this is exactly, like like it's crazy how like CM Punk left and came back and same I mean like he he he's restored that same feeling from <laughs> from 2014 <laughs> or before he retired like he's still that guy that can just like with a promo with whatever else gets you into it and like with Kingston Kingston's one of the best talkers in the game and they came together and like and literally in two weeks. <laughs> They, they were able to do this and yeah. and like and I think the fact that it's so short makes it to where like yeah we want more we only got two weeks of it like what happens yeah. when we get like a, you know I, maybe they won't even ever do a month thing to be like nah we're too hot like people will want to see it like we don't want to mess yeah. it up like we give you like three promos we boom, give you boom, what boom, we give you and then and then we move on to the next one so yeah like there'll, there'll be another one in a year or 18 months or whatever else or 15 months and we're gonna want that too yeah, uh, I like Punk's uh, fight shorts. His yep. debut of those, Very nice uh, I think. I think that's probably um, that ranks above the pants for me. But I do like the short version of whatever the colors for the the pants are. I thought were dope. But um, besides <laughs> that, it's funny because um, before the match, or maybe or, or maybe it was like as he started um, bleeding, I was like, ah, so that's why he wore the white trunks. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. actually. He didn't bleed that much where it got there. Like he wouldn't need the. I don't know what you call it on the Muda scale, but let's say on the Dustin scale, he would. He, would, he had to do like Dustin at double or nothing to, to get into his pants. But yeah, man, um, or wrestle longer. But yeah, this was this was the best matches being back easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. And right. he's like for a person that like looks like he doesn't have legs underneath him at first, and you feel like he's getting incrementally better. Um, like, like for him like to have just like felt a, like he had absolute control over storytelling over storytelling wise and yeah like this was basically like a safer version of his this was like especially given like some of the spots he's doing where he's doing like the uh um he off the apron to the floor like the jump like the leaping lariat thing or whatever else like that was yeah. like straight out of the Brock Lesnar thing from SummerSlam 2013 where like in, the, in like that the, brawl too feels like the game is slowing back down for CM Punk. Uh, physically, I think, I, th- I, uh, yeah, I think maybe physically, but, um, yeah, he, um, the mind, the mind still works and his body's not shot. So, um, so he's, he's going to be doing rest. some of these seven years of rest. Look, seven years of wrestling, wrestling, wrestling ring. It was, how old is he now? 40 what? He just turned 43. Yeah. Like, you know, depends how I took, depends how he took care of his body over the last uh, few years. What what do you think uh, Punk should get into next? Because I got like two ideas. At least. Um, like, I, like one of them's kind of like a oh yeah yeah they could do that and heat that up at any time, which is I think you know MJF is right there. But um, mm-hmm. I would also like to see him and Brian interact somehow, like whether they're teaming mm-hmm. or something. I mean, you know, given how many times he was on commentary for Adam Cole's matches or whatever else. Um, I, I kind of was felt like he was eventually going to get to Cole eventually. And also Cole, I think Cole has said that he was an inspiration, a punk mm-hmm. inspiration, inspiration for him. So like, yeah, they're get, 
I, I kind of want to, I want to see that definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, that's one that comes to mind as you mentioned the 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 MJF thing. Um, I think that's I think it's more for like when MJF's the champion. Yeah. But, um, it we'll see. Like they'll come up with some good. I th- I think for the most part he'll kind of just be, you know, kind of hanging around until it's time to get him into you know some type of money money money, you know, thing they can build on two weeks or whatever else for a rampage because you know right. he is he is Mister Rampage. um so up next we had inner circle versus american top team and i thought it was very entertaining for what it was um once again was was great orlowski was not that great i thought lambert was hilarious getting killed um jericho was like yelling at um orlowski because he like missed a spot to come break it up that was pretty funny sam guevara uh you know got on that jeff hardy life and decided <laughs> to, to do the big front flip you know it, like the man was out there you know <laughs> it was funny because like we're all watching together and as and as he gets that ladder out the first thing i'm thinking of is like uh because i didn't watch this live at the time but i went back and watched it but um, that CM Punk and Jeff Hardy uh, ladder match TLC or whatever the hell was at SummerSlam two, 2010 or 09, um, yeah, where like after, at the end, like Punk wins and uh, Undertaker comes out. <laughs> and like, I remember seeing that ladder and I remember him like, you know, I was like, Jesus Christ, that was gigantic. And he just did the flip thing and like, like he broke his sternum. But like, as, you know, as uh, Guevara is climbing up, like my first thought is like he's about to do that same thing, and I'm just like, you already know, like uh, we've been talking about, you know, um, different Codyism, um, all types of isms, like just for fun, yep. and like I don't know what I don't, I never found out what the Hardys, what this meant when the Hardys did this, but <laughs> but like this, I, I was like, yeah, ism, like ism. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely about to do the hand gesture, you know, the two finger guns in the yeah. air. Uh, before he goes off, you know, to explain what what I'm doing, with my hands uh, to the podcast listeners, like he's definitely doing the the Jeff Hardy. I also mentioned Jeff and Matt Hardy merch idea. Like y'all should get a picture before y'all was going to do one of them dives from like one of the TLCs uh, or some from Impact or whatever else. So y'all, anything y'all can get hands of y'all doing the hand gesture in black and white while y'all on the ladder. And then like put yellow on on the on the shirt like yellow like that shirt would sell. You can't tell me a, you can't tell me a Jeff Hardy oh yellow shirt wouldn't sell. Yeah, it would have yeah. sold. It would still yeah. sell. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, but I, I I thought it was a fun brawl. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm not look. It's a bunch of non wrestlers um, on a on a feud that was built around people talking a lot of shit like. Um, it's a it's a popcorn match. Like it was entertaining for me. If I was giving it a star rating, uh, I don't I know. gave it a gentleman's three. <laughs> yeah, I give it. I wouldn't give it three stars. Like it wasn't. Yeah, like nah. But it, it I enjoyed it for what it was. Yep. But it's time we we have finally made it, James. Uh, after all these days, how how many days, James? Eight hundred. I think it's eight hundred five. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah. From the inception of the company. Um, Hangman Page had wanted to win the AEW World Championship. Of course, he suffered the big loss against Chris Jericho, went into the stupor of drinking and self-confidence issues, uh, got paired with Kenny Omega, had a uh, season before, you know, the official team with Kenny. He was uh, in a feud with Pac, uh, going back and forth with him. 
paired up with Kenny Omega uh, because we're like I think from day one the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have um, broken their backs to try to create this next star uh, for this promotion, and, and I think it worked. Um, they, you guys know how to, how to run went two hundred twenty eight days, a lot of great uh, tag team matches. Incredible um, pre-match promo before this match, uh, Sam mentioned. Um, they did the the split. Uh, not necessarily like uh, the turn that you want, like as far as like it wasn't someone just like beating the hell out of someone. And, you know, it was like kind of more understated, which I kind of appreciated. Um, the they have the the callback, of course, which was the part is really getting me is like, um before he wrestled Jericho and this was on BTE, it was like uh, they, he asked him, you know, the bucks to second him, like they would second Kenny and they didn't hard, had a heart to tell him they weren't going to do it. They were just saying, you know, we, we got our own thing that night, but you know, it kind of later came out. Like it was like, yeah, we only second one wrestler in the elite, like, and it wasn't him at the time. Um, and from there, you know, uh, Kenny turns, wins the belt, bucks, win the belts, Hey man, falls even further. Um, you got to think he may have missed out on a few with Brody Lee uh, at that time. He starts hanging out with the Dark Order. Um, they do the the great tribute match. Uh, he loses to Kenny in the finals. Uh, I forgot to mention that uh, of Full Gear last year, uh, and an awesome match. He comes back. Uh, he does his best with match Matt Hardy in the HFO. Um, go gets in something with Team Taz. Uh, in the, in the pre-summer, uh, the ends up with a Brian Cage match on pay-per-view. Very good match. I was there in person. Incredible reception for him. Um, he started, you know, heading in towards Kenny in the beginning of the summer. Um, I thought the five-on-five match they had, uh, or the whatever, I think it was four-on-four or something like that. It was five-on-five. Okay. It was an elimination match. It was um, the Elite plus uh, Gallows and Anderson, and then it was Hangman and Silver and Reynolds, and I think it was was, uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, As good of an elimination match as you're going to see, I thought it dumped a ton of heat and doubt on this feud, and um, we come to find out that um, you know, hey man, I request a time off. We, we of course got this news later. However, I thought it was the correct decision to beat them then, uh, and beat him then. So I didn't think the time was right for all out personally. Uh, I had always kind of circled full gear. Um, I thought the elimination match was fucking great from the whole presentation. The what makes a cowboy stuff that did a lot for him. Um, he comes back the next week, they whoop his ass, horseman style. Uh, and sent him out for months and months and months. This should have been, as we told you on One Nation Radio, the flashing sign that he was coming back. One more point to add to the the horseman beat down the game the week later. The week later, the apology that he gave the Young Bucks on Friday on Rampage was the apology he was going to give them then. But Matt was too full of himself and wanted to stun on him, and then it led to fisticuffs, and then they beat him down. But, like, that's clearly what he was going to do. Um, so, uh, and that was the thing that was stuck on, uh, on me and you as far as, like, why do people like this dude so much when in the relationship between them, like, 
he's acting very childish. <laughs> he's acting very childish. Um, in like, uh, what's, uh, what is the term? Uh, he feels like he's like, like he is in a movie and he's the main character. Like, yeah, he's having like protagonist syndrome where it's like, uh. well, you know, why wouldn't you come out to my match? It's like, because you're a fucking adult. Go out there and fight. Like, <laughs> what? So, um, so for me, like, you know, there are things that I don't relate to, um, with the hangman thing. I, I think that like, I don't find him as inspiring as everyone else does, or as a lot of people do. Um, but like that dude's a good, that dude's been a kick-ass wrestler for a long time. Um, and it seems like he's even getting better And like, so he wins the, the matches, match. the matches are no problem for me. It was always just a, can the, given this story, can he come out of this before, or before he gets to this, can he seem like less of a dick, like a, a, as a self-saboteur and he has. And so like, they put a they put a really nice ball on this. Um, I whatever happens between um, Hangman and Kenny and the Young Bucks, I don't think it's over. Um, I think obviously the the chapter in this is like <laughs> just like Tam and Mayu. Like you just hope that like by the end of this, like they can be friends again. Um, given the circumstances of all the stuff that happened, because like this is just like this is stuff that could, it seems that you can reconcile. Um, and this I think feels like it's going to be like a five year storyline. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, so, um, but, this is a nice, this is a nice second, third, fourth, fifth chapter on this. This what this really was. He comes back. He wins that ladder match. The crowd doesn't forget about him. There are people that are saying he needs to go to WWE. He needs to call to tri- triple H <laughs> when Brian and punk and Cole what you call triple in. H for. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that would have done, especially a couple months later. So take some L's on that, y'all. Um and Tribulation no, be Tribulation be answering no phone calls. I mean he'd be concerned about his health. Um then Hangman goes through, starts cutting better promos and uh really getting people uh behind him and he's defining what cowboy shit is and what it means to him. Um uh, they make the match official. They have the great angle um at the at the close with, with Callis and Kenny. At the same time, Kenny has gone through, um, you know, being a champion for a year, having all those belts, having all these great matches. I'm going to talk about him more in a minute, but uh, let's get to this match. Um, a wonderful presentation of, of wrestling. Uh, I always look for how champion, champions drop belts. It's awesome. Uh, I For me, it had a, a tiny bit of, uh, of Wrestle Kingdom Thirteen uh, vibes to it, uh, knowing that something's going to happen with Kenny on, on after this. Whether it's a character change or there's like it's like an end of an era or something. He came out and he had like the the one wing thing, kind of kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Hey man, came out. They had a pre pre match video where he's riding on the horse in, in the street, and I think these guys wrestled their asses off. They were doing head drops. They were. Doing uh, a lot of reversals, <laughs> they, they were doing all. They bro, they were doing head drops. <laughs> bro, they did. They were going all Japan dangerous, like they, um, all those, all those, um, the the fucking flip sunset flipping uh, power bomb that Kenny did. I came out yeah. the fucking chair. Um, Hangman, like uh, basically cutting Kenny off when he's trying to stun on him. Uh, just tons of tons of great spots uh, in this. Uh, even the interference, I think. 
helped a lot just to fake people out a little bit. And then at the end, I, I thought it just reflecting on it. Like it, it makes me want to give this five stars so bad. Like the, the Matt Jackson, the Hangman, because I wanted them to, to fucking run it. And now I never want him to fight. Like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, he looked at him with, with the tears in his eyes and was like, you know, we, we finally came and supported you. And, you know, when the elite fights, I always said when the elite fights, no one does it better. It's like, it's always like believable. It's like emotional. It's like gripping. It's, um, you know, you see these guys and if you watch, you know, being the elite and think about where everybody's coming from, where they're headed, like this is a really important uh, time because Heyman was always the young dude in the elite. He was the prospect. He was a a guy that was like, uh, you know, we got Heyman too, you know, but like we know who the stars were in, in this situation and they've they cemented this dude last night in that match. Um, thought it was great. And niggas can't fuck with the elite, like, when it comes down to it. Sorry. Like, <laughs> so I um, I thought this match was so well built from minute one through two to th- three to four, five, six, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It was a match that wasn't overly violent while still having wow factors of, like, crazy bumps. Um, there was no worry that someone was going to, um, like, land on the top of their head. Uh, they may have landed on the back of their head on accident, but that wasn't the plan. Um, and... I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a great match. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, so I think the Brian match, I, maybe just because of the, the, I don't know, but like, I think I like the Brian match and the Phoenix match more this year from um, bell to bell in that uh, with, with, with Omega, but like, it's still, a, it's still at least a four and three quarter star match. Um, people give it five. I ain't gonna argue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. Uh, right. it, it is, it is, absolute, it is absolutely, it is absolutely one. a match of the year contender, fringe or legit, legit, legitimate for people. Like it's definitely there. So, um, yeah, great match. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I think there is a second or third match in them that's better than this one. Um, yeah. Sam says the greatest wrestling faction ever. No other faction has had more influence on the industry or created such consistently great matches and stories. I 100% agree. Like the elite can't be fucked with. Sorry, the NWO. Sorry, DX. Sorry, Shield. Sorry, New Day. Sorry, <laughs> whoever you you want to talk about is the elite. Um, and it was such a great moment because they just did the right thing. They did the thing that the most amount of fans wanted to see they've got a 30 year old world champion they've got a star for however long you know hangman wants to wants to do this at the top level um i i trust that the booking is going to get them there because like you have danielson fucking waiting for him and what we said was like yo if you're gonna get this guy off the correct way to find success as a champion you give him 
Kenny Omega, you give him Brian Danielson, and then you go from there. And it looks like that's what they're about to do. And um, this was a, it, I, I think it was a, <laughs> it was a match that I think a lot of people had to uh, the result. A lot of people had to delete a lot of tweets um, that that were talking a lot of stuff, thinking about talking, thinking, "Hey, man, wasn't gonna, they weren't gonna do it," um, and it just feels all Japanish, you know, uh, in a way. So um, from everything I was learned about all Japan, but um, I've got. Kenny Omega's eulogy for his championship reign. It was something I put out on Twitter. Um, a lot of people liked it, got a great uh, reception for it. So, James, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, read this off. If you want to jump in anywhere, feel free. Nah, go ahead. So, um, uh, here it is. Kenny Omega's championship eulogy. Kenny Omega was the third AEW World Heavyweight Champion. After 346 days, he dropped the title clean to Hangman Adam Page in an incredible match, which was the culmination of a story that dates back to the inception of the company. We'll get back to this in a second. Partnering with Don Callis as his manager, he won the AEW championship from John Moxley at Winter is Coming 2020 and probably unleashed a new partnership with Impact Wrestling that would lead to him becoming the belt collector, which saw him carrying four championship belts that represented three organizations at its highest point. Omega's title reign spanned from the limited fan era until fans were back in the arenas. AEW saw business rise on both television and pay-per-view throughout his reign as he faced a myriad of opponents, telling stories tailored to each of them, while remaining the leading contender for various Wrestler of the Year awards across several publications. Aside from the AEW championship, he engaged in Many other matches outside of the reign, which added to his aura, such as his classic 30-minute draw against Brian Danielson, his entire impact reign, and several high-profile tag and trios matches that did well from a critical and business standpoint. He remained the lightning rod he has always been while having the best matches ever contested for the AEW Championship. If there was a down point of his reign, it would be that the end point of his reign was in flashing lights almost from the moment that he got the title leading to a there's no way in hell this belt is changing feeling through many of his defenses. That may be a function of the early history of the championship, and that's something Britt Baker is dealing with right now. At that point, we were left to evaluate the match quality we got, which was generally very high. Omega built the main event championship scene in AW, doing clean jobs to Jericho and Moxley out the gate to set them up for runs before taking Hangman Page under his wing to begin the process of turning him into a top star. That story finished at full gear as Omega handed over the physical championship to Page while remaining perhaps a level above the title at this point, able to step in as a babyface in the future. Though he might not immediately get the credit due to being who he is, in time, his work from 2019 to the end of 2021 will be looked at as incredibly giving and equally spectacular as he was doing all this while making the transition to being a national weekly television wrestler for the first time. Many people think he's headed for a rest of some sort, but the best bout machine never sleeps. As of this writing, his next major matches in less than a month against El Ijo, Del Vikingo, and Triple A, which gives him another shot at adding to his great match resume in 2021. There was the option to pursue what would have been box office shattering title matches against CM Punk or Brian Danielson, but that wasn't how things played out. I feel comfortable in saying he was the best AEW champion so far. And while I don't know if he'll win it again at some point, he really doesn't have to either. As many exciting opponents and stories are waiting for him that could fill the next few years. And today I learned 
truly how much pain uh, Kenny was in throughout all this, uh, watching this like 50 minute uh, video, like where he was getting this adjustment. Turns out he's had vertigo since 2018. So like Ric Flair had vertigo at a certain point. Um, just super impressive. Um, I, I didn't want people to forget, you know, like caught up in the, the, the hangman hysteria, I'll say like, this was like an all time, um, make a, make another star, uh, type performance for Kenny, which ironically kind of feels like Tanahashi making Okada. <laughs> so this is like, this is great. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess, uh, I guess you, you had asked me, uh, the day thing, um, about like the, when I hit Caleb with a, you know, 805 day title or title chase survival or survival, uh, survivor. Um, yeah, like back during the summer when people were hyperventilating about how he didn't win that that um, Survivor Series match more or less. Um, when he, you know, he lost three, he lost uh, <clears throat> three to one against like all the men's champions in AEW. Um, like I was just like reminded like. Between Johnny Gar, between Bailey, between Johnny Gargano, between uh, Tam Nakano, just like that's the point. Like the point is, like this person is going to fail, and you already believe, and you already believe in him, and he's already showing you that like he could that he just all he needs is this much. All he just needs is that little push over the top, and they um, had you. Yeah, them, and that's man. what I, they and had them, and that's what we were saying back then. Like they got y'all. They got y'all, and when y'all win, I'll be so happy. And I'm I'm glad people are happy, and I'm glad he's um. I'm glad we're right, and I'm glad he's in a place now to where because you know, I mean, from the time probably from the time Omega won the belt, we were circling like it's gonna be full gear, um, and obviously we had no idea about seeing Punk and um Brian Danielson, but um. It trying to be for the best. Like if he had won the title at full or um all out, he it would have been like, oh, that's cool. The best wrestler, like maybe the best wrestler in the world, just showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like just showed it to the company and like one of the most if and one of the you know biggest um, needle movers in pro wrestling of the last decade just showed up as well off off a seven year retirement. So it's like. Now is now like, and Adam Cole's also there. So it's like now that like they're all settled into the universe, if you will, or you, into the Federation, um, there are more parts for for at disposal to help facilitate and keep Hangman at at a level higher than like he was before two days ago. So like this is a better environment for him. Like so it all turned out for the best for this dude. Um, and a lot of my reasons why, like, I, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out for him in this way once they give him the belt. Like, um, but we'll see. Like, I, I think these are the much, this is a much better, like, situation for him with, with all these people, with MJF, with Darby, um, to, to go against in the future, with Moxley eventually, um, if he, if he turns hill or whatever else, cause he, or not, because he definitely wants to belt either way, he wants to belt back either way. So, yeah, like, um, that's the point of the chase. That makes this so awesome. Like, 
you see something and they got you and you're going to be frustrated at times. There's going to be motherfuckers. Tell me how happy y'all are. There's going to be motherfuckers wildly e coyoteing off the stage to a man that's handcuffed. Um, <laughs> and then when he when it's time for him to get his belt, the person has a trick neck and he has to get the fuck and he and they have to they have to call an audible and then they still have to come up with a match that's better probably than you would have imagined. Um, there's all type stuff. There there's going to be there's going to be your favorite wrestler might go an hour with the champion and not win like <laughs> and go to a draw. You know, yeah, yeah. Like there's going to be that. Um, there there's going to be. There's gonna be setbacks. There's gonna be like, it's time. It's gonna be uh, stuff like you're you're ready. You've demonstrated yourself to be ready, and then like somebody else that's old money comes back, and then like, and they're not as over as you. But it's time. But you got to put them over in their first defense. And then when it's time for you to uh, you shoot this angle with this person and win tag league, and then you're supposed to win the belt for them. And is this whole huge thing? And then Unfortunately, they have injuries, and you gotta call an audible. It ended up working out for the best. Like that Tamarissa thing, that would've been awesome if it happened. It'd been awesome if it happened. But Tam Nakano and Budokan Hall, and like one of the best under twenty minute matches I've ever seen in my life. That top, that was better than whatever that, that was better than that whatever Arissa and, and Tam were gonna come up with. So yeah, like. Sometimes this stuff works out. Like, I'm don't get me wrong. There have been plenty of there been t- plenty of chases been fucked up. Looking at you, WCW nineteen ninety seven. But um, when it works out, it just feels so good, and I'm just happy that everyone that you know um, was was ever invested in the story, was ever invested in these guys, was ever invested in this company, like for the last since two thousand nineteen for like this to come through in that way, like. It was great. It was like great. It's, it, it, it is one great. that that ever that cannot be taken away at this point. Like it's it's a home run. It's like imagine like you know a lot of people were saying this was Starcade '97 for for uh, AEW, and it was like I, I think that was a pejorative thing, hoping that they would fuck up uh, personally. And like you think about remember Brock Lesnar having the belt for that long and. The, the trash that they did to, to switch the title of Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2018. Um, just completely unsatisfying. What they did to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 34. Um, I'm thinking of most recent history type things. And it's just like, we're not talking about the other world championship here. We're talking about the championship now in wrestling, the AEW championship. And it's like, you got that shit. Like, you're, you're, you're going to be Teflon for a while. So, um, you know, very proud uh, of both of these guys for for authoring this story. And, um, yeah, I like I don't think that, um, you know, I look forward to see what whatever these next stories are that are that are going to uh, play out because all these people are now different. I think that chapter of the company is like the first chapter of all elite wrestling has been written here. Um those first four champions and now it's like almost anybody can can like not anybody but like you know there's a there's a new like people there are new people that you can introduce there are old people that you can introduce back to it but um 
we're going somewhere else now, and they've done great so far. So yeah, they've more or less like I'm not saying it's any profound thing or whatever. It's obvious, but like he's the first AEW World Champion that wasn't a former WWE Champion or IWGP Heavyweight Champion. So right, like that's a that's a big deal. Like you look you look around at what you know. Um, AEW is and at its top it is veterans that have plied their crafts and made big names for themselves and have history stories and careers and, and all that kind of stuff elsewhere and this is no knock against what he what he did in Ring of Honor and what he did when he was in um, New Japan from time to time but like this is uncharted territory now um, for AEW they're not relying on somebody that was already a Hall of Famer multiple times over, <laughs> multiple, multiple, like has wrestled themselves to wealth already. Like, uh, yeah, this is this is something new. Yeah, um, Sam says no rushing off the air with Hangman. Yeah, they they did not go off the air within ninety seconds uh, of him winning the world title. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a great place to leave it. It was an awesome show, awesome matches, and. Um, you know, bring on like very happy. To, I, I want to see what Hangman does with it. I want to see like, you know, his, his impact on, on business and like, um, you know, what big matches they they got ready for him. Like, very interested. So, um, they've got a pure white meat babyface as the world champion. Mox was not a pure white meat babyface. <laughs> he was a little rough around the edges. Um, they've had two hail champions, and Hangman's kind of, as James said, uncharted territory. So, um, yeah, man. That was AW Full Gear. Um, besides that, I guess it's time to hit the music. Okay, so I looked up and said to myself, wow, the final for Stardom's Tag League was yesterday, or is today, Sunday, or happened while I was asleep. And like we hadn't really covered anything from Stardom since the pay-per-view on the 3rd. Um, so I said to myself, you know what, um, I have the time. And maybe I should do something unwise, like watch five wrestling shows back to back to back to back to back. A, to, a wild decision. To watch uh, the Tag League final, because I had looked and I glanced and I saw a number of matches up really fast. So I thought to myself, by the time I'm done, I'll be able to watch the second half of the show. The second half of the show will be up. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So I watched uh, five tag league matches, or f- five tag league shows in their entirety. Um, and I pretty much did it the way that I did the G1 last year, where I just did bell rings, fast forward bell rings, fast forward bell rings. A sicko. And, this is a um, sicko. This, this is the K hole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I got to tell you. Um, like it's one thing to do it in the, 
Well, it, I got to tell you, it's one thing to do when it's the G1 and it's still like the best wrestling tournament, even if it's not like as great as it was in 2019 or 18 or 17. It was still great. Um, but what I will say is this. You notice that like I did binge watch that that G1 last year and I did not watch a single G1 show like this year. Um, so I uh, I watched this in I think the reason why I ended up getting my, getting myself in this situation is predicament was because the first night of tag league was uninspiring, and like I don't know what happens, but like when Stardom has a bad show, I kind of go to him over like, huh. are, bad, they, are they going to give depressed. me another? Are they going to give me another fucking bad show back to back? They've never done that. That's never happened. But James be like, we sick. I mean, Both we sick. I'm just kind of like, hey man, because uh. you know how shows are stack on me. Like I won't watch Dynamite for like three weeks. I won't watch NXT for three weeks. Well, I don't watch NXT anymore. But at the time, it was like I'll just like I was gonna say, one, none of us one, watch NXT. One one bad show made me be like, man, there's some other shit. I waste I, too I'll much time that. watching this fake fighting. I do not know. I do not. I do not want to be led down the road of this shit going going off the cliff. Like that's why. Like I never watched 2.0. I stopped well before then. Once they once they cut Mercedes Martinez and Bobby Fish and and Bronson Reed, I was like, I already know where this this head off the cliff. I'm getting off now. Thank you. Yeah, I'll say this. Like, um, when AEW has a bad episode, if it, it feels like the sky is falling. Like, well, that's because like you go online and people will tell you that the sky is indeed falling. Yeah. Yeah, there's also that part. Like me, like in, in my own little universe of like a few people that I even follow or don't have blocked, uh, so I don't see any Star Wars online. Like, I, I I don't have to really deal with that. Uh, where I see a bad show, but I'll just be like, man, because like it's a, it's such a promotion of high effort. Like I feel like no other promotion has that high percentage of their wrestlers. Tr- try that hard on a consistent basis like there might be like maybe three or four times in a year where like i just see a show and i'm just like oh i, I think they kind of you know they didn't go as hard as they possibly could and that's because like i look at the schedule and be like oh like this is their third like show in like four days like it's always stuff like that where it's like it's basically like a schedule loss in, in, in basketball like oh it's oh okay like it's second out of back to back is it's uh three and four or it's four and five I see why you took it easy here. So, um, but anyway, um, I said all that to say that, like, as I was watching this, I was pleasantly, I was presently surprised. Um, like, it's almost like I forgot that, like, it's almost like I forgot what, like, Shuri and Micah do. It's like, I, it's almost like I forgot what, like, Momo and Azumi do. It's almost like I forgot what, like, Mayu Iwatani with, a new tag team partner will do or what Hazuki will do now that she's back. And like, yeah, there were a lot of good matches. Um, so I'm just going to give you, uh, I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of match to check out. Um, if you guys have stardom or not, but just like matches that are, were very, very good that I say like three and a half or over. So most of these matches, all these matches are like somewhere between three and a half and four and a quarter. Um, Pull it up real quick. So, okay, here we go. So, um, Hazuki and Kaguma versus Momo and Saya Kamatani. Uh, that 
was the first night of was it the first night of I think it's the first night of Tag League. Uh and then you also have I'm scrolling through trying to go th- over AEW matches. All right, here we go. Um Mayu Itani and Rinkata Kora versus Shuri and Micah. Um the the Halloween show is it was on Halloween. It was a Halloween theme. They like the closest thing to a Halloween theme was like Starlight Kids Mask. It had like spooky stuff on it, but that was it. Um Tam Nakano and it was a four-way match. Uh Tam and Mayu in Starlight Kid and Lady C in a four-way match where basically what all they did was it was basically like imagine if the Young Bucks Matt, Nick, and Kenny Omega were were these were the elite, and then like in the last year they all broke up. They all went their separate ways. They're all in the separate factions for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and then they're in a four way match with a youngin, and they said, "Hey, all we're going to do is tease and do." Our old tag in faction spots together on this on this poor rookie. And then we will start beating each other up. And then we will decide to do our own individual tag moves on the third member of our old faction. And mm-hmm. you watch it and you get nostalgic and you feel bad and you're like, I just don't understand why they can't be friends no more. <laughs> I just I just want them all to be friends again. But yeah, this was great. Um, in Lady C, who, if we were to do, we need to talk to you probably off air about this, but just float it out there. The idea of two two awards, two added awards, in much of the NFL and NBA fashion, uh, fashion a most improved player and a comeback player of the year. Um. Most improved player, I would, I think that we would have to uh, talk about like from year to year growth. Um, also throwing like you know how we talk about people getting more reps or, or in a better situations. They got better. Like who we talked about last year, like John Moxley would want most improved player. In fact, I think mm-hmm. in Observer, I think in the most improved wrestler, I think he actually won it or he was close. That's funny. Because I remember I called, I was like, watch, it's going to be because he's in a better situation. It's not because he's necessarily a better wrestler, just he's out, of, he's done doing that. He's on his own thing. He's on his, he's, and sure enough, he's going to be in the G1. Of course, it's just, this is basically like the second year player that all of a sudden gets a huge boost in minutes. That was right. like a top, that was a lottery pick. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of cheating. Um, but yeah, like, um, she's in the category of someone that was rotten as a wrestler. And then, over the summer, they see enough in her to put her out there um, on the on uh, a dark match for one of those dome shows, uh, Grand, one of those Grand Slam shows, and she has a three and a quarter star match with obviously ringers, but still she keep, she's keeping up, and like you see her like in these undercards having like good matches with some of the vets, and you see like you see like her instincts get improving in the ring and stuff, and he's like. This is her first year. Maybe in a year from now, she might actually be like legitimately good. Um, how good? I'm not. I'm not going to say she's going to be Mayu Watani, but like, she could be like Saida. And we we love Jai Saida over here. So mm-hmm. um, it's just something to bring up. But um, yeah, that match was that match was really fun though. Uh, 
So, uh, I think the main event was uh, Shuri and Micah versus Momo and Izumi. If this was like right before the, um, I, I think this was go home show for the Izumi and um, Shuri SWA ma- match. So like, no wonder it was great. I ended up giving that four stars. Uh, Hazuki and Kaguma are like a great tag team. Who knew? Like in Hazuki, um, like she's not all the way back, but like. She's like ninety five percent back, and you just watch her, and and they put her with Utami throughout this whole sh- thing. Like they had her in the same block, they had her um, in a match that had a Zumi in it, um, just to do on undercard, just to just to have a good match, and she did, and she did it, and she's 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 almost a hundred percent back. Like it's almost like watching like Randy Moss on the Patriots. It's like, he's 31. He's not as athletic peak, but he's still like, I don't say he's dominating because she's not necessarily dominating, but like great. While not like being a hundred percent yourself yet, or, or can't be yourself again. Like it's awesome. So, um, uh, then other matches of uh, the tag tournament. I'm just going to speed round through this. Tam and, uh, Mina versus Momo and Izumi, of course, I, uh, from, the fourth of the day after the, the pay-per-view. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, Hazuki, like I mentioned, Hazuki and Kaguma versus uh, Utami and, and Saya Kamatani. Like, I think that's, I think that's Saya and Utami's best tag match I've ever seen in a regular um, setting. Two versus two. Uh, Hazuki and Kaguma versus Utami and Azumi from the sixth. Um, Tam and Mina uh, versus Rin and Mayu, uh, also on that card. <sighs> after the match, after the match, obviously, you know, Tam and Mayu beat the shot of each other, of course. It was great. After the match, they're all in the ring, all four of them. And uh, Rin's on her back, and she's like, she's not out, but like, she's just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mayu goes over to Rin and hugs her. And then looks at Tam and smiles like, I got another you. <laughs> I'm, look at me give someone else affection. All you all you wanted for years was for me to, for me to like, you know, just, you know, just to like, I want you want to be my right hand man so badly. Why, and, and you left because you won the white belt. All right. And then like, that's the thought that went through my head, right? Once, once she looked at her and smiled, Tam uh-huh. got up. And kicked Ren right in the fucking face while she was still downed. Like that's illegal in UFC. <laughs> like you can't kick a down the opponent in the face. Damn, kicked her in the face. They broke it up. They had to pull apart. It was. It was like wow. Like so. That's not over. <laughs> Obviously, that's not yeah. over. Uh. So um, and then just to give the last uh, special shout out to um. The I guess the penultimate pen uh, show before the final, um, Utami is a is wasn't a tag this wasn't a tag league match but it was a trios match it was Utami Ozumi and Kamatani versus Shuri Natsupoi and Hameka the match was great so um, that gives you all the speed of all the matches to check out, worth checking out um, but so I'm gonna give y'all because I actually watched the first half of uh, tag league I'm just gonna give you guys the rundown of what the scenarios are. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, because, um, they don't, I don't know why, but like, they didn't put up the, the, the list so you can see like points or whatever else. So like, if you go to check it out, um, I'll give you the rundown, 
uh, for the final night. Final night going into it. <clears throat> uh, in the red block, uh, the leader is um, Nats Point Hameka, six points. Um, and they have to face Afro- they have to face Azumi, not Azumi, but um, Utami and Kamatani, um, who are second place with five points. They're one point behind. Um, and then in third place, the only other team alive is uh, Hazuki and Kaguma. Um, so, obviously, Himapoi, Hameka, and Natsupoi control their own destiny for, um, for Utami and Kamatani to make it. They have to win. Um, they have to beat, obviously, um, Natsupoi and Hameka. And then for Hazuki and Kaguma to make it, they have to hope that um, Kamatani and Utami get the W. Um, and that will force a playoff because they would both be on seven. Oh, and they also have to win their match, obviously. They have to win their match. Uh, so then that will force a playoff. And then in the blue block, <clears throat> um, you have Mayu and Rin at seven points. You have Shuri and Micah at six points. And then you have Momo and Azumi at five points. Now, uh, Momo and Azumi in the final night face Mayu and Rin. And uh, they're down two points. So obviously, if they win, they would get the tiebreaker and get in. But if they, in order for them to win, they have to win that match and they have to, have to hope that um, Shuri and Micah lose to Starlight Kid and Roaka. Uh, and then um, for Shuri and Hameka, sorry, Shuri and Micah to win, uh, they have to get the W. Have to get the W because they end up actually losing to um, Rin and Mayu. So they have to get the W. They're down one point, and they have the they don't have the tiebreaker. So like that's the scenario. So if y'all tune in and um, check it out, we'll keep you. Uh, that'll be the scenario once they upload all this thing. I'll give. We'll talk about the finals um, next week. Yeah, man. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, in AW Full Gear there was a new signing. Uh, Jay Lethal oh, yeah. signs with AEW. Um, I audibly groaned when he walked out, and that was before <laughs> I considered the allegations. Um, and all that it was like I saw Jay, I was like, I don't think he's in his prime anymore. I he's, he's maybe not what he used to be, whatever. And then I was like, holy shit, he was caught up as a in that speaking out. Uh, before, so uh, there's something with Taylor Hendricks. I don't have all the details on it, but I am not thrilled about this. I'm not exactly thrilled at the prospect that there was there were potentially people like Bandito and John Gresham, um, in uh, Ryu Lee on the board. And then they bring in also Brody King, um, and maybe he's just the first one. But yeah, maybe yeah. Um, but the first person they bring in would be Lethal, because um, you bring in Jay Lethal, and obviously he's going to have that match with 
Sammy Guevara on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But before they announced that, I was kind of like, where does he go? Mm-hmm. Like, I think at this point in the game, I don't like, know if he's not be, a top star. I don't like, think he'd is... be a take for me. Yeah. Same. Um, this one, I guess him. He's been a very good wrestler for a long time. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, um, I I know what to do with aggression here. You go put mm-hmm. him, have him face Lee Mori- um, Moriarty. You have him go face Dante Martin. You have him go face Matt Seidel. You have him go face Adam Cole. You go have him face Bryanson. You go have him face Darby Allen, uh, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. I already know what you do with that. Um, with Lethal, I mean, like two years isn't necessarily that long ago, but like the last time he was out, he was out having great matches. To to my knowledge, was two years ago. Um, doesn't mean he still can't do it, but um, it it just feels like a thing where it's like this: you're hiring one of your boys, and like that's that's AEW does that. They hire their boys, they hire their family. It happens. Um, we'll see what he does. Like, I'm not ready to write him off, off rip. Um, I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've done that with a few people, but they're like, they're low stakes type people mm-hmm. in the company. Um, so we'll see where he is, you know, in the coming weeks. Uh, like, I think, I, I don't see any reason why he can't have a really good match with, uh, Sammy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't thrill me. I'm, I'm uh, with you. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm just talking about, well, let me, let me phrase all this for, from the, uh, from the lens of from the perspective of before we get into him being a potential sex pest, right? Like I just meant like just in a vacuum. But once we start talking about that, then it's like, yeah, I don't know why you, I don't know why you even risk putting, bringing him in other than like you mentioned the cronyism in AEW. Yeah. So, um, wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have signed him, but yeah, yeah. Um, shouts out to uh, Frankie Leone showing up to full gear with the One Nation radio sign and also Rampage. Saw that. Uh, well, I woke up in the morning and saw that. I marked out when I saw it. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to my man Frank. Gonna send you something dope. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have much more to say. Uh, if you guys like parts of the show, uh, especially if you're on the Twitch. Uh, stick around for the post show. We'll probably hang out for a few minutes, of course, as I check the Twitter timeline after the show, uh, which is always uh, interesting to see. Um, and besides that, you know, I'll clip this joint up, however you guys do. But uh, yeah, that should be all. Yeah, um, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, uh, like Rich mentioned, we have the Twitch. Uh, it is Twitch is it twitch.tv slash rich rich lotta that is it yeah um go to the red circle drop us off with a donation check out pro slash social suplex to pick up some official social suplex network merchandise and let's see other shows on the network uh you have this show before when you do that donations <laughs> oh god <laughs> I, do it again i don't think it picked up well enough Yep. Um, so they heard it on the twi- Twitch stream. So well, you guys want to hear the podcast? Don- but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, 
uh, listen to other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. Um, Keeping a Strong Style, The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, uh, Roman Washes Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, and AW Match Guide. Um, <laughs> yes, Donations. and uh, Donations. <laughs> Donation. Donation. Yes. 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 Yes.